Hi, this is Dr. Victor, and this broadcast is sponsored by the great Summit Bible College. Welcome to the Summit Show. This is your host, Caitlin Hashem. I am so happy to be in the studio tonight, because it is nighttime. We are pre-recording this with Dr. Jeff Victor. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. It's great to have you. That announcement was amazing. Were you an announcer? Were you a sports announcer before? Actually, I did do some broadcasting uh, after I graduated from Santa Monica City College. I used to call it back then. It was a junior college, and uh, at that time, uh, I was taking a year off. I, I did a red shirt year, they call it. And I did the the color commentary on the basketball games. You're really good at that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I liked it. It was fun. That's <laughs> awesome. You get to be theatrical. That's where Sailor, yeah. your daughter, gets it from, huh? I guess. <laughs> uh, it's it's you know, on my mom's side, yeah. His daughter's an actress. You have eight children and a lovely wife that you've been married to for how many years again? 50? We've been together 50 and a half years. We'll have our 50th wedding anniversary this December. Oh. And she's a doll. She is an amazing doll, that, that uh, woman. She's, I love her so much. That Every is day so awesome. I learn more and more about her, and it's just fun. It's, it's always been fun. And uh, we had eight children, and uh, it w- it's just been an exciting life and it's just an amazing time. You know what it's like when you yeah. have two kids. It's, it's enough. There's so much to keep you busy, it's ridiculous. But when you have eight kids, it's like, is this ever going to end? It's going to be like this forever. Uh, I can't you know? imagine. So we just had our marriage conference at Summit Bible College. How did you think that went? To me, it was a special time in the anointing of God because, I'll tell you why, uh, I, I was thankful that I was a speaker too. And what changed was I wasn't trying to overload them with just a bunch of information what I was doing is I was waiting on the Lord to, to just kind of come in and, and to feel the presence of God there. I felt the presence of God there. There's no question about it. It's amazing. Marriages were healed. People signed on to the Bible college. And the cool thing is, is that we had counseling services there because we sponsored it in conjunction with Wellspring Personal Development, which is a counseling center here in town. And so they extended out marriage counseling services. And so we had people uh, sign up for marriage counseling services. And then we had KCM represented there. And it just was just awesome. And we do community events at Summit Bible College. So we are a, a nonprofit, but we're a Bible college here in Bakersfield, California. We have local classes at 3000 James Road. But we also have our classes broadcasted on the internet uh, for anybody to watch in any state. So it's just an amazing time for you if you're interested in getting equipped for ministry to um, really grow and be developed in your calling. All of us have a calling. If you're a Christian, God has called you. Everybody who's a Christian is called by God to serve God, to shine his light, to speak his truth, and to show his love in this world. So Summit is a place where you can go and you can get equipped and you can learn more about him and his word. Uh, Right now we are offering some phenomenal classes. We're wrapping up our uh, current quarter and we're going to be vamping up for the summer quarter beginning july 10th but we are um right in our last week of our spring quarter right now and we're offering biblical worldview which is an exceptional class we're talking about all the cutting edge topics that people are all hot and bothered by right now all the political topics all the things that we wonder where does christianity fit in on this right it's a philosophical approach to really the question of worldview Worldview is a philosophical question. It answers, it asks the question of who am I? Why am I here? Who is God? All these tough questions and 
D- uh, Dustin Adams is, is teaching this class and I have to say I'm just mind blown Dr. Victor every single night that he teaches I'm sitting in there I'm taking notes I feel like a kid again taking notes you know I can't stop writing and then we're uh, Dr. Debbie Armande is doing a leadership class which is off the hook lead like Jesus then we have two classes online that are live on GoToMeeting which is just like Zoom we do live classes on GoToMeeting so if you're out of state you can actually join in live and watch it and interact uh, Chris Hilkin is teaching our apologetics class he is an amazing man of god and he is so sharp in the area of apologetics he understands things that are just completely mind-boggling to the average person and how to explain complex truths in a simple way for people to understand and outside of that we have brandon holthouse he is an amazing man of god here in bakersfield california his church is rock harbor church they call him the covid pastor because he did not skip a beat when covid happened he didn't shut his doors down his church grew in ways that are unimaginable his church is humongous right now and he is a world known leader who's speaking on all of these topics that are controversial and they're difficult they're difficult to talk about for for most leaders but he doesn't miss a beat man he's bold and he tells the truth and he's teaching our end times class we have that going on right now so if you're interested in any of that reach out to us at summitbiblecollege.com you can email us at info at summitbiblecollege.com and you can go to our website at summitbiblecollege.com and download a catalog if you want information. Well, that's tremendous. Thank you for that. You know, I want to say a little advertisement at the beginning here, maybe at the end too, is that Summit has room for a church at our new building. We have 8,000 square feet there. If you're interested in renting a, a space for your church, it's available on Sundays and even Friday nights it's available. Most during the week at night we have classes, so it's not really available there. But it is available at times on Saturdays or Sundays. And uh, we have a lot of extra space for classrooms, for uh, children's church. We have a play yard, too, that's out there that's really nice. And, uh, you know, when you get over there, I'll I'll help uh, uh, get you acclimated in that area, too. So, But just let me know. Give me me a call at at, uh, Summit Bible College, 328 uh, that's three two eight one one five one six six one area code, of course. Mm-hmm. And just ask uh, someone to relay the message to me, and I'll do it. That is great. It would be a wonderful place to have a church or have fellowship meeting, mm-hmm. um, or like he probably mentioned, uh, we're renting out business offices as well, and it's just a great environment. Who doesn't want to be in a place with a bunch of people who love Jesus? And it's a nice space. It's in a nice area. I love it. Love the new building. Okay, so Dr. Victor. It's great to have you. I know your story because I've known you for 15 years. You've been like a father to me. Um, Super honored and blessed that you have uh, allowed me a spot, a place in the ministry of Summit Bible College to serve alongside you and the others, but also just a place in your heart because I, um, you know, I didn't have a father growing up and when I got saved, I met you and honestly, I, I was kind of intimidated by you at first, like that you weren't the first person that I necessarily wanted to run up to at the orientation. I went to, I think I went to, oh, I went to J.D. Newquist. He was there for some reason. J.D. Newquist was one of our professors and he was the safe one, you know, <laughs> because you are a bold man. You know, you talk bold and not intimidated in a way where I thought you were mean, but um, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have that presence in my life. And I remember the more that I start to hear you talk throughout the college when I was a newer student, I just recognized, man, he is like, 
an amazing father because you used to talk about your kids a lot and you would teach sometimes sometimes you would substitute teach in my classes and I remembered um, just getting to know your heart for the Lord and being just so amazed by um, your stick to it you stuck to the vision you were you were um, non-negotiable as far as quitting has never been in your vocabulary Um, but you have this strong side of you but just as much as you have a strong side you have this side that is like the father's heart like no one I've ever met and so I've gotten very close to you as like I said a father and a friend and you know I just really wanted to have you on the show because your story is very interesting to me. I feel that I know you, but every time you talk, I learn something new about you. You have a lot um, in your story. You're, you're born into a Jewish family. You are full Jewish, but you're Messianic Jew. And you were not raised Christian. You came to the Lord later in life, actually. And um, kind of in a crazy time. Did you ever see Jesus Revolution yet? I haven't seen it yet. No, but I plan to see it. But I I lived through it. So yeah, I I'm feel pretty, like you. I, I know Chuck Smith, and I know uh, all those people that were involved at that time. You know, I mean, I didn't know him personally, but I mean, I listened to his broadcasts, and I, I liked them a lot. You know, I liked the teaching there. You know, yeah, but that hippie movement in Los Angeles yes. was going on around the time, actually earlier than you came to the Lord. You came to the Lord yes. a little later, but you were exposed to it. But it wasn't your time yet. You came right. at twenty nine years old. So you were probably in your early 20s during the Jesus movement. Yes. Yeah. But it's kind of a crazy... I really encourage you to see that movie because I watched it and I have never seen a better movie, frankly. Um, it's all real, too, and yeah. all those events were accurate. But I just like seeing those hippies, you know, all drugged out and going into church and just getting radically saved. Yeah. Um, it's like... Wow. These days, it's quite a bit more complicated. People are putting people on drugs to get them off drugs and getting them addicted to the drugs that they are taking to get off drugs. And they're going to all these these exhaustive measures just to get a person rehabilitated. When in reality, if you meet Jesus Christ, your life changes in an instant. And the Jesus Movement movie, it's called Jesus Revolution. If you haven't seen it, see it. It depicts the reality of what happens when a person meets Jesus. And that movie reminds me of you because that's what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about your testimony and what happened when you met Jesus. And I know it wasn't like a one shot, you know, wonder for you. It was progressive in the sense of, you know, you thought maybe you were going to come when you were really sick. You got really sick. You'll talk about that, but you didn't come to the Lord till years later, mm-hmm. you know? And you had people evangelize to you, and you, you still kind of pushed it off a little bit, right? And it wasn't until, I guess, God's timing where it finally clicked for you where you were ready to surrender. But you had dreams and visions and things leading into that surrender point of yes. years. So why don't you share about your testimony? I am so anxious to hear. Well, in my 19... 19- Years, I mean, like I was about 19 years old and 20 years old, right in there. 19 years old, I, I was pretty much ready to drop out. I quit college at Santa Monica City College, and I was redshirting the year, as they say, and I wanted to quit basketball, too. I had been uh, all valley in the San Gabriel Valley in basketball, and... Uh, you know, not much happened after that. I went to college one year, and the team we were on were, was really good. So as I dropped out, I started drinking, you know, I had phony IDs I made to get into clubs, and, uh, you know, I was living the wrong lifestyle, but 
I didn't realize that uh, it was going to have an accumulative effect on me to where the, by the time I graduated college, I went over and, and uh, played ball in Mexico. I actually played as a Mexican city, citizen. I had papers that said I was born in Mexico, but I wasn't. My, my stepdad was Mexican, you know, and so I used his name over there, and I could speak Spanish. And I, I actually had dark red auburn hair, too. So it was kind of unusual, but a lot of people don't know that down in Mexico, the southern part of Mexico, you have a lot of German influence because they came after <clears throat> World War II. They came to Mexico to escape, you know, after Nazism was was crushed. They all kind of ran because they didn't want to get convicted of that. So there are blonde people actually that live in Mexico, which would be kind of a shock to some people. But I was down there, and they accepted me as Mexican. I I, I spoke Spanish and. Uh, and so I got in the, the first time there, I got into Monterey, Mexico. And a Mexican Jew. This is honestly yes. very hard to picture. But yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on every word. Yeah, and, and I wasn't married yet, you know, the first time I went down there. And uh, I got, uh, I was drinking and doing some drugs, you know, even though I was playing basketball. And the mixture of that intense basketball and then on the off nights, uh, drinking and using drugs just uh, threw my body wild. I one night we were out drinking and they closed the doors at the place called it was uh, like a, it's like a YMCA they call it Circuito or something like that I forget what it was called but um, in that that the doors were huge they're like twelve foot doors and I was out with a couple uh, brothers from uh, United States they're Americans and uh, that you were allowed to play two Americans at once. And it was actually three, but they 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 only wanted two Americans on the team, you know, and then all this kind of, all these rules, you know, and sometimes they'd have three, and then they could only alternate two in and stuff like that. But we were out, and we had been partying around, so to speak. I don't want to go into detail on that, you know, but uh, we were out pretty high, you know, and so forth. And uh, we came back, and they locked the doors on us, and me uncharacteristically I was pretty mild really you know but because of the condition of being high and all that I I just stood back and I kicked the door open these huge doors and broke the door open broke the lock off and broke broke the whole thing just out of you know like anger that they locked us out because we couldn't go to bed and it was after 12 and 12 was the curfew you know but anyway there was something that changed to me and I didn't know what it was it was so out of character I just would not do that, you know, and uh, I felt really upset in my physical body. I said, there's something... Your glands and yeah. just everything. I, yeah, I felt something's wrong, you know, and and then I went to those guys the next day. They, the, uh, they called me in, obviously, you know, to the main office, with the, and, and the owner of the, of the uh, basketball team was a wealthy man, and they had the coach there, and... Uh, they said, what's wrong, you know, what's wrong with you, you know, and you can't do these things, you know, and... I said, I want to leave. I can't stay here any longer. I just told him I can't stay. I didn't realize it, but I was very, very sick. Very sick. And it just started right then. You know, and my girlfriend at that time, uh, and, and I didn't have any uh, re- sexual relationships with her, but she was just a gal that I was dating. You know, she was a nice young lady. And uh, she came over to my hotel with her brother because she didn't want to do anything, you know, and all that, you know. She wanted to stay pure and innocent, but she and I were talking about getting married and all this stuff. And she came over to my hotel room and and she said, "Now you're leaving now." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "I got to get well." I said, "There's something wrong with me." 
you know, I, she said, well, don't forget me, call me, you know, c- you know, remember me, you know, and all that. And uh, when I got back to the United States, I met my wife pretty much right away, you know. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, we stayed together for a year, but I wasn't playing basketball, you know. I just dropped it, you know, for that year. And uh, this was back in December of, of 1972. So how old are you? I was at that time 23 years old. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Joyce and I uh, were living together. We weren't Christians. She was an ex-Catholic. You know, she had fallen out from the Catholic Church, and I was never a Christian. So, I, you know, morally, back then, my parents said, they, like my mom would say, oh, it's okay, you can do anything you want to do, you know, like that. So we were living together for one year, and then I finally said, hey, look, I'm going to marry this gal. You know, and so we... We got married on December 16th in a synagogue. Yeah. Wow. So I was Jewish, you know, and her dad didn't even show up, and and, and the mom didn't either because she wanted to be in agreement with the dad, and he was Catholic, you know, Irish Catholic, and he wasn't approving of the marriage at all. You know? Really? Yes. I don't yeah. know if I remember that. Yeah, he's totally against it, and he didn't even show up to the wedding. Well, anyway, we got married, right, in a fever, <laughs> But uh, we got married, and then r- soon after that, I got very sick. I lost a lot of weight. I got down to 150 some pounds. You know, I was down in the 150s, and I was six foot three. So you can imagine my playing weight. Even when I was playing hard, I'd lose weight and get down to 170 sometimes. But never had I ever got down to 150. And I wasn't even playing basketball. My hands were shaking so bad I couldn't hold them still. I was sweating profusely from my forehead. You know, and uh, if I walked across the room, my heart would beat so fast. It would beat like 200 beats a minute, which is a lot of beats per minute. That's like playing a basketball game. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. And my mom said, you got to go to Kaiser, you know, Permanente. And I went down to Kaiser Permanente. And I walked in. The, it was right by the Forum in those days. I don't know where it's at now. It was in Inglewood. And I walked into there. And, and the doctor took a blood test for me immediately. He was a specialist in, in thyroids, you know, and uh, that's what they referred me to because I had the symptoms of that. And of a hyperactive thyroid. Hyperactive thyroid, yeah. And I went into his into the room there. He took the thyroxin or the blood, and they measured the thyroxin. That's what the thyroid puts out. He said, your thyroxin's so high, it's off of our scale. We don't, we've never had anybody that's off the scale. And I think it was the top was 14 or 15 or something like that, but mine was way off the scale. And he said, I don't even know how the heck you even walked in here. He used uh, the other H word, but he said, how in the heck can you even walk? And I said, could it be that I'm a former professional athlete? He goes, that's the only reason. He said, your heart's beating so fast now, normally that would kill somebody. So my heartbeat was even at a resting, even when I, I couldn't sleep at night either. I could sleep maybe for a few minutes and then wake up because my heart was beating so hard. And uh, anyway... They gave me radioactive thyroid medicine. Radioactive... uh, uh, Iodine. Iodine, yeah. I I didn't say that right, but radioactive iodine, I think they still use it today. But when I took that pill, I was used to drugs, and I knew drugs. As soon as I took that pill, I was really in bad shape. It was worse. My head started, like, vibrating out. It was almost like being in a sci-fi movie. My head was just vibrating so wide. It was like my, my head was just just pulsating so hard it was worse and it did not help my heartbeat it did not help my sweating and my vision i couldn't see either i could see a few feet but i couldn't see farther than that you know 
And I was a young man, too. I was in perfect health, perfect physical condition. And all this just hit me, and my life was going down. And I said to God, I cried out to God, ironically, and I didn't even believe in God, per se. I was into the occult a lot. I was doing the meditation, transcendental meditation, and going out, trying to travel out of body and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I did have uh, some dreams and visions like that, you know, when, when God would contact me. And it was severe. Like I said, God, I was praying, God, heal me. God, heal me. Don't let me die like this. And God said to me, why should I? Wow. And when he said, why should I, my heart just fell out of my chest. And I had no answer the way he said it to me. So you already heard the voice of God yes. even being a non-Christian. Yes, I did. Yeah, he, the first thing he said is, why should I? And I said, I don't know. I, I said it that way. I said, I don't have, I don't have a reason. You know, I was like dead in the water, you know. And uh, and then I was reading occult magazines. And I, I say occult magazine, it was New Age type stuff. I wasn't into occult like witchcraft. I was into the New Age stuff on... All he- roads lead to heaven. Yeah, nothing. yeah, that, that kind of thing and, and healing. And I went to a man up in... Spiritualism. Se- yes, yeah, I went up to a man in Seaside, California. And he used a form of spiritualism where he put his hands inside your body. And uh, uh, I went to, like I told you before the broadcast, I was a private investigator for a short while, and I knew how to look up people's addresses. You know, there's a way to trail them and find out information on them. Back in the day, it's a little easier today than it was back then, but but I found out where he lived in Seaside because there was no address. I had no way of getting a hold of him. And the family was shocked. The, The wife answered the door, their older couple. And he goes, they go, how did you know, how did you find out about us? They were kind of scared because there's this big guy at the door. They're little tiny people. And I said, well, I read you in the magazine. I need healing. I need healing, you know. And I thought they were Christians, you know, just normal Christians. So I thought this, I thought maybe they could help me, you know. In Judaism, it's, you pray, but it's not like that. You don't have that personal touch, you know, type stuff. And people don't talk about it much, you know. Maybe the Orthodox do, but the Reformed Jews don't much, you know, and they're more secular, like we were Reformed Jews. But anyway, so uh, the next day they said, meet us at our office. It was like a dental office, but there was just chairs around the room, you know. It was just an mm-hmm. office building. It wasn't very big, you know, very small square footage. A lot of people were in line to get in, and the women were talking about, you feel the power of God and the love of God there, and all this stuff. They took everybody before me, and they even took a dog before me. Oh, my goodness. When that dog literally witnessed to me when they took that dog. Uh, you know, he put his hands on that dog, and the dog yelped, and, and all of a sudden the dog's better or something. You know, they, they're saying all these testimonials, you know. Anyway, they got to me, and he put his fingers into my thyroid here, into my body. Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I couldn't see anything because I didn't look down on my neck. You can't look down at your thyroid underneath your chin. So I'm just sitting there, and I... I saw Joyce come around and look. And I asked her later, I said, what did you see? She said, I didn't see anything. It just looked like a black hole. And so it was like weird. It was a whole weird experience. But I didn't get healed. I left there. I was still sweating. My heart was beating really fast. And I couldn't see. Joyce was driving, you know, home, all the way from Seaside down to where we lived. in. uh, We lived in Ocean Park, right by Santa Monica at that time. And we were going for maybe about an hour out of Seaside. I don't remember the exact details, but we had been driving for a ways. And all of a sudden, above me, this wave hit me. And it went. It to- touched the top of my head and it went through my body and it got real still. I couldn't move. 
because of this just powerful presence of God. And I knew it was God. It went down my body, almost rearranging every cell, slowly passing through my head, then through my neck, then my chest, my midsection, down through my legs, down to the bottom of my feet. I patiently waited on it. It took about, I'd say, at least a minute or two. It wasn't just, boom, I got, I got healed. It was like a real slow wave of the presence of God. And then when it was done, I turned to Joyce and I said, God, just heal me. She goes, no, it's probably the medicine working. I said, no, no, it's not the medicine. The medicine was making me crazy. I said, the power of God came down through my body and it changed every cell of my body. I could feel it changing my body as it went through. I said, look, I can read the signs now. And I said, look at my hands. I held my hand still. I can still hold my hand pretty still, even at my age, at 73. And I can see. I said, I'm not sweating. And my heart, I can feel, I can take the count. I took the count of my heart. It was like normal, like when I was an athlete, like 40 beats a minute. My my heart beats really low because athletes' heartbeats are a lot lower, you know. At rest. Yeah, at rest, yeah. And I was in the car just sitting there, and we were driving. And then the next stop we stopped, I drove home that day. It was the first time I had driven in a long time because I couldn't. I couldn't drive. There's no way. Wow. I was disabled, you know. <clears throat> I was so happy. And then I went to play basketball in the pro league. In, uh, so you were so happy. Let's just stop there yeah. for a minute. You mm-hmm. were so happy, but that was it. I was healed. No, I know, but that was it. I mean, there was no seeking Jesus at that point. No, it was God. And maybe you could say the Father. All I felt was the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. But it didn't give you any sort of connection to no. the Bible or anything. Well, I mean, no, you weren't be- no, seeking him. No, because I didn't know about him like that i i did play in a presbyterian league of asian people i was the center it was kind of a hilarious thing and i went to their church a couple times but i didn't know much about jesus you know i didn't know much about jesus at all but anyway to go on with the story i went into it was it was at harbor uh, junior college at that time the pro league was down there and i was in the pro league on a pro team and i started playing right away you know and this kid would not leave me alone his name was jay nixon i'll never forget him he gave me a black New Testament, but he kept saying all these things about God, you know, about Jesus. You need to know Jesus, man. Jesus healed you. You need to know the Savior. He just kept pestering and pestering. He said, will you read this Bible if I give it to you? Will you read this Bible? And I said, yeah. It was a New Testament with a black cover, you know. And I said, yeah, I'll read it, man. He said, I said, God, God's been good to me. I said, I'll read it, you know. I, I said, if you just promise me one thing. He goes, what? I said, don't talk to me during the game. You know, because he kept, he was our trainer, you know, on our team. And he just kept going on and on. But anyway, <laughs> that that was it for that time. I didn't get saved six year, till six years later. I went to play. Six yeah. years later. Yeah, I went to play basketball but in you were complete. But you were completely healed. I was completely healed. But and I read the you- New Testament and I actually started testifying that Jesus was the Messiah. But I never received him as my Lord. You literally was you were reading at that time the oh, New Testament. Oh yeah, I told and him. You, I promised him I would. I did. You really did. I just read it through one time, but I said I can see he's the Messiah. I could understand. So you it. believed in your mind. Yes, because of the logic of it. I didn't come in emotionally like that. Some people say you must have got emotional. I go no. The Jews accused me of that. My Jewish friends and and relatives, <laughs> they wanted to get a rabbi to get me delivered. You know from that. <laughs> You know, and I said, no, I said, he's the Messiah. And he said, that's why people, you could tell by the way people doubted him. They would do that because of position, you know. 
And but everything he said was true, and I knew that it was true. But I just never received. No one ever led me to the Lord. I never even thought about it after that. That just goes in. We have to wrap this broadcast up. We're going to continue next week for more to this story. But that just shows how important it is for somebody to witness to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that guy gave you the Bible. He was the first step. He planted the seed, and you told him to shut up. He told the poor guy to shut up, so he didn't say anything else to you. (laughs) But, I mean, really, it's just amazing to think that the power in our witness, like, how beautiful are the feet of those who go to deliver the good news. And we're going to continue the next broadcast about some of those beautiful feet that came to you to help really usher you completely into the kingdom of God. I'm just shocked there was a six-year period there. I mean, I can't imagine having such a radical healing and waiting six years. So tune in for next week. We have a lot to talk about. This is The Summit Show. It's such a pleasure to have the president, Dr. Jeff Victor, on the show. Uh, we love you guys. Email us at info at summitbiblecollege.com to let us know what you think. Hi, this is Dr. Victor, and this broadcast is sponsored by the great Summit Bible College.